for joining this first event, kicking off the inaugural Untitled Art Online Programming Series. This series of conversations, events, and performances will take place in the coming weeks and throughout the fair, beginning with the VIP preview on Thursday, July 30th through Sunday, August 2nd. Please visit untitled.artland.com or untitledartfairs.com to register, to attend the fair, and receive more information. We thought a conversation between Jeff Lawson, founder of Untitled Art, and Mattis Kurth, founder of Artland, would be a great way to start the programming series and introduce our communities to Untitled Art Online, powered by Artland. Our moderator for today's conversation is Brian Boucher, a highly accomplished writer with 20 years of experience as a critic, journalist, editor, lecturer, and educator with bylines at the New York Times, CNN, Playboy, New York Magazine, and many other publications with a major strength of his writing about sophisticated artwork and significant developments in the art world. Untitled Art is also fortunate to have had Brian as our writer in residence at the 2020 edition of our San Francisco Fair this past January. Without further ado, I now hand the mic over, so to speak, to Brian uh, to further engage with Mattis and Jeff. If you have questions at any time, please submit them using the Q&A function. Thank you again for joining us and I hope you enjoy. All right, thank you for the introduction. I'm so pleased to be here um, helping to uh, contribute to this conversation about the virtual status of art fairs and our virtual art market and virtual art fair landscape. So uh, a lot of you who are joining us today have no doubt been to Untitled's gleaming white tent on the sandy beaches of Miami, as well as to the funky industrial setting on the piers of San Francisco. And so um, everyone at the fair is excited to be adding to that portfolio of distinctive locations, a virtual fair. So let me uh, introduce my co-panelists briefly. Mattis is the CEO and co-founder of Artland, an, an online contemporary art marketplace specializing in 3D and VR technology to help to bring collectors and galleries together. So serving something of the same purpose that art fairs do. And um, it was when he bought his first work of art as a collector four years ago that he was inspired to create Artland in order to make art collecting more accessible and to improve the online experience of art. And you can see the results if you drop into the exhibition section of his site today. And you can uh, visit shows at galleries from Levy Gorby Hong Kong to Buchen Gallery in Berlin to the Paula Krasner House on Long Island to Feel Matter Gallery in Los Angeles and many more. Uh, and find artworks for sale from many more galleries. Uh, so, and Jeff is the founder and owner of Untitled Art. And even previous to that was producing and consulting on large scale trade shows worldwide for almost two decades. Untitled launched in December 2012 in Miami Beach and then expanded to San Francisco in January 2017. Uh, the online edition will take place starting July 31st with a preview day July 30th, includes about 40 galleries and those range from Bordolami in New York to Carbon 12 in Dubai Instituto de Vision from Bogota, to Nara Rosler from Brazil and New York, Voloshin Gallery in Kiev, to Sim Smith in London, just to give you an idea of the sort of um, 
you know, geographical spread of this virtual art fair. Um, so as you probably all know, art fairs have become totally crucial to galleries' livelihood and thus to the success and livelihood of the artists that they represent as people have been drawn into the social aspects of fair going and the excitement of, uh, of competition. Um, and so, of course, when COVID-19 came around, fair organizers were sort of plunged into a digital future as early as March, uh, when a few months into the pandemic, not to name any names, a certain art fair that was to take place in Hong Kong, um, created a digital fair and um, one account of the fair said that the, uh, the organizer, or rather the directors at Hauser and Worth only learned that the platform was online when they got texts from their clients saying that they couldn't get access. So even the greatest art fairs have had, uh, you know, a few bumps at the beginning. And never one to hold back, the Belgian collector Alain Servet tweeted, oh my God, how basic these viewing rooms navigation is. And then uh, next up a couple of months later was a fair that takes place in a tent on the East River in New York, which had a cleaner setup, but even it found some uh, critics. The collector Chris Birchby was uh, walking the virtual sales floor with my friend Tim Schneider from Artnet. And to quote Tim, um, Birchby had wondered about, quote, the, the future potential for a gamified virtual reality art fair where collectors would have to outpace each other's avatars to secure first dibs on prized works. And then when Birchby actually got to the fair, he said, I don't really see how this is any different from browsing a normal website. So enter Untitled, ready to do something different and uh, try out a 3D and VR experience that will replicate something of the physical layout of an art fair, allowing you to come upon things by chance, maybe notice an eye-catching artwork across the aisle from the booth you're visiting or down the hall. And um, so this actually came about, uh, actually before COVID-19 forced us all into quarantine. And maybe that's a good moment to hand it over to Jeff and Mattis to sure. talk about the genesis sure. of this project. So to, to your point, you're absolutely right. Um, this was a project that internally we've been working on for several years and then with Artland for about a year. So this was always something that we were looking to do as an additional platform for galleries moving forward. Um, it was, you know, and this was something, had COVID-19 not hit, we probably would have introduced some time in the spring of 2021. Um, COVID-19 being, you know, coming upon us here, we realized that we needed to accelerate the development and move it up faster. Um, but with that said, I do want to be clear, this was not, you know, a pivot. This was something that we've been working on for a long time, which really is, to your point, Brian, to go back to an art fair, it's about discovery, it's about experience, it's about exploration. And that's key to an art fair. That's what makes an art fair interesting. It's the ability to go to one place under one roof and view multiple galleries, view you know, multiple artists in that process of meandering through the space, discovering things that you wouldn't otherwise find. So that was our objective since day one. And this is where we are and this is what's been developed and what we will we'll be releasing at the end of July this, this month. So this will be you know, from my mind, as close as you can possibly get to being in an art fair. And to your point, which will not be in this edition, but the gamification is something that we've been talking about a lot 
and absolutely uh -huh. will be something that will be implemented in future iterations of the fair. Because we do believe, again, going back to experience, if I can't be in the fair with you, you know, rubbing shoulders or getting a, a coffee together, maybe I can still engage with you in other ways through gamification and things like that, which then really creates an excellent experience. And that's key to an art fair. Right, great. All right, well, I look forward to building my avatar. All right, <laughs> so Mattis, can you tell us a little bit about where, what were some of the principal things that you wanted to get across or what were some of your first, your first thoughts as you started to conceive of this? Well, the the idea for, for when 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 uh, when uh, Jeff and I spoke spoke the first time was to try to figure out how could we elevate the experience of art online. I think we are all um, uh, a bit uh, we're happy about the accessibility that online has brought to the market, uh, but we are also a bit tired of and 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 the fatigue term has been uh, really a term that has been used a lot uh, in the latest period. But we have been a bit tired of looking at two-dimensional two images of artworks online. And uh, that was the starting point. Basically, we wanted to try to see if we could create uh, or get as close as possible to the three-dimensional experience of, of art, especially walking around uh, in a fair as being there yourself. We have been working with 3D for, for a lot of years uh, with, with great success. Taking that to the next level has been something we've been working on also for a while, but this has, of course, accelerated that part. So taking the 3D part into a virtual reality project where everything is built um, uh, through the computers. Uh, and the idea is, is that, as, as Jeff uh, mentioned, and, and you also introduced in the beginning, we wanted to try to make sure that people to, could actually discover um, without feeling the fatigue of doing so. Uh, and, and, and that's, that's the, the, the basic part of it. So you be, need to be able to move around in a space and see the works that comes to you um, that are, are placed in the booths. And then of course, there will be a lot of other stuff that, that a user can do, um, seeing the, the, the space from, from the outside in what we call the dollhouse view, being able to click on an artwork and buy it directly from there and all those kind of things. So that's the starting point of it. And then as Jeff mentioned, there's so much for us to, to do if anyone uh, uh, knows how it is to play games. That's basically the same thing we can do just within the affair. And, and, to, and just to, to, to add to one more thing that Matt has said too, which is really critical here in terms of when we started really developing this was not only to create this virtual reality platform, but also to create an e-commerce platform. This was something that really was critical for us. I mean, this is, not only is this a virtual reality fair, but this is a new concept of how a fair functions and operates, right? It is a collaborative process. We, we, are, we are working directly with the galleries and you know, creating a low risk environment for the galleries, but in doing so taking a commission in the process. And so this is an e-commerce platform that I think, you know, again, was something that we've been striving to, to create for a while now. And again, here we are, and this will be realized at the end of the month. Yeah. And, and maybe to add to that, sorry, uh, Brian, if I interrupted you, but no, maybe to add to that, the, the second part, so one of our main points uh, uh, that Jeff and I told was the discovery part, of course, uh, the three-dimensional experience, but also um, uh, trying to figure out how we can get people to interact much more convenient and with uh, much more ease online. Uh, so that's also some of the things that we introduce a new way for you to basically interact with galleries in an easy way where the idea is that you're actually able to stand in the booth on your computer and have a call or 
uh, being texting with the gallery at the same time so that we can have real life conversations, which is so critical and important. And that's some of the things we'll introduce, of course, learn from, because this will take iterations together with the galleries to find the, the, the true solutions, the, 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 the real solutions, but it's a, it's a really good starting point. So you both mentioned how you're gonna be working with the galleries and what the galleries get out of this. And Jeff, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about what have some of the early conversations with the gallery has been like in terms of what they feel like this could offer them or, or what they need at this particular moment? So, I, I mean, this sounds a little bit, you know, sort of easy to answer, but the galleries are really excited. You know, this is something where, you know, they have participated. One thing that we know, we know since COVID-19 hit that online sales are happening and happening at, at a larger rate than we had ever anticipated. So we know that that's happening. And so the idea that we can now create and provide a platform that will be more immersive and give the collector a greater experience to truly understand what the artwork was like as close as you could be to standing in front of it or walking around it really provides an opportunity that's exciting for the gallery. So from that perspective and, and further to that, you know, and again, the, the original reason why we started this is, you know, for a gallery to do a traditional art fair, and I want to preface, our core business is still traditional art fairs. We believe in those 100%. And if I could go to an art fair tomorrow, I would. The idea of being able to actually hang out with somebody <laughs> and hug somebody and, and, you know, again, have a cup of coffee or something like that, absolutely 100%. The, again, but this was, this was meant to be an additional platform. And so I think it's really exciting for the galleries because there's very low risk, you know, to do a traditional art fair, which is how we got here in the first place. We saw now that we've extended into two markets, that it can put a lot of strain on a gallery. It's very expensive to do an art fair. And the reality is it's not gonna get less expensive because it's very expensive to produce an art fair. Um, so the, the idea that a gallery can, in essence, participate in an art fair and ideally have it streamlined through e-commerce is, is really compelling. Right, right. It's become such an enormous part of how galleries do business. The larger galleries have people who basically like never sleep at home. They travel the world from yeah. one art fair to another. And one of the sort of early ripples of art fairs that I reported on at Art in America many years ago is that galleries were doing fewer and fewer shows over the course of the year because, you know, they had to extend their shows to six weeks or eight weeks to, to cope with the, with the demands of the art fair. Um, I wonder if this would be a good moment to, uh, Matis, if you could uh, give us a glimpse of of what the of what the fair is going to look like can we can we do that yes sure um just give me a second um here it is I just need to take uh, two seconds so small that's good <laughs> all right uh it should be online just in a minute all right let me see um and the screen sharing that was here all right let me know when you can see the screen. Yep, we can see it. All right, good. So basically, um, what you there can see are, here folks. is, yes, here but we are. So, uh, so everybody that's watching, obviously this is still not the final product. This is still, we're still developing here, but this gives you a sense of, of really what the fair is gonna look and feel like. 
Yeah, yeah. So this is just a, a glimpse uh, for you to, to get a, a feeling of what it looks like. What, what I'm doing right now is, is, is that I'm just using my arrows on my keyboard to walk down the, the easel of, of the fair here. And you can see some dummy works hanging in some of the booths, um, which um, of course will be uh, replaced with, with the, with the uh, real works. And you're basically able to run, walk around in the booths and um, um, as you would be there yourself. Um, there is uh, some different kind of functionality. You are able to see a dollhouse view as well. So able to basically uh, see the, the fair from, from above, which is also a really good way for you to uh, get an overview of what the fair looks like and how you can um, basically uh, jump into the booth uh, you want to, 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 to visit. Um, and that's some of the, the, the smaller functionality that you will be able to see here. Um, so this is the main thing. I don't think I will show you much more because there also needs to be something for your surprise. Uh, but there will, you will be able also to see floor plans, so you can jump directly uh, to the booth in in an easy and uh, uh, in an easy way. Yeah. So this is just a, a small small glimpse of uh, what you will uh, uh, will see. To add to that, I think one of the things that's really key here is, for instance, for like the older visitor or collector who might not be so tech savvy. This platform, as Mattis was just saying, has been developed so you can use just literally just your arrows on, on your keyboard to do it. Further to that, if you, you know, even if that were challenging, you can then just go to the floor plan. You can search for an artist. That artist could be represented in three or four different galleries. And then you can teleport to each one of those galleries and then be standing in that gallery still in VR. So, you know, we've really looked at different aspects of how we can really try to create the best experience for the entire audience. And what will be some of those uh, search criteria? Is that something that you've um, finalized? You mentioned obviously searching by gallery, searching by artist, or there are going to be many price more point. criteria? Or price, price point, point would be another one. Mm -hmm. OK. OK, yeah. so simple. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a broad scope of, of um, it's a, can you hear me, guys? Yes, uh, now. I'm following out here. It's a broad scope of attributes, as we call it, that you will be able to filter from a search uh, uh, search with. So, so that should be okay from, the, from, from a user. Um, I think it has been one of the things that has been difficult in, 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 in a lot of uh, solutions, and I hope that we will get, get close to a solution that is, is really good for a user with this, yeah. And to, again, to, to sort of add to what Mattis was saying, one of sort of the, the key principles of Untitled is simplicity, right? Simplicity in our design, simplicity in our curatorial process. And when we approached this project, that was the same thing too. I mean, especially when you're developing something new like this, you can really go down the wormhole real quickly on just adding every possible bell and whistle uh -huh. that you want. And the reality is, is that less is a lot more in this. And so we've really focused on that for the first edition. Right, and it's a nice small fair. There's just 40 yeah. galleries, which is very manageable. Um, right. One couldn't sort of walk the whole fair yeah. without, your, without your feet getting too tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's see. We actually have some questions rolling in. Why don't we, um, why don't we go with this first one? So our question is says, how do you reconcile the necessity to have the necessity to have digital platforms during the pandemic, and but also with the loss of the physical experience of viewing art, something that we're all certainly 
I don't think you can reconcile that. I think, I think you can, you know, I, I, I feel very good that we've created a platform that gets you as close as possible to doing that, but you can't. And again, you know, I want to make it very clear. This is never, this, what we're working on and what this will be long-term is in no way, shape or form meant to replace a, a terrestrial art fair at all. This is just meant to be an additional component of Untitled. Um, and, and for right now, you know, we're being forced. And the other thing too, that just to maybe expound upon the question more than I need to, but our industry should have been adapting some of these principles a long time ago anyways, which is the reason why we've been working on this for as long as we have. And now we're being forced into doing this, which is where we should be anyways. I mean, this, this should be a component of, of an opportunity to, to conduct business as well. But right. you can't, you can't, um, you can't reconcile between the two. I mean, there's, again, as I said, if I could go to a real art fair tomorrow, I would. There's right, the, right. The, the social aspect is, is, is key. Right. We don't have the in the flash experience of the artwork, but certainly people who are, you know, don't have full mobility, find it very hard to take flights, are in real geographically remote locations, can have an experience of an art fair that, uh, well, that they couldn't otherwise. And that raises a whole other subset of, of possibilities with the fair, with this technology, right? Um, which again, we're still imagining and figuring out where we're gonna be with this in 18 months. Yeah. And, and I think just to add to that point, I think it's very important also to understand the process of building tech. Uh, tech, great tech is not built overnight. It, it, it needs a lot of iterations and it needs real real uh, interaction from, from the stake meaning collectors, buyers, galleries, that comes with feedback, of course. Um, it's something we've been working with them uh, the whole time, but it's, it's only when it's in the, in the market where you can really learn from it, which is so important. It requires some, some, some uh, uh, patience to, to build up something that is really proud of. And, and I think it's, as Jeff said, it's, it, this is something that uh, a lot has wanted to do for, for a while, but it, we have been, or the art market has been really slow in adapting to these technologies. Um, so, so for sure the timing is, is now, but it's very important not to talk about online only solutions for anyone. I think that and neither uh, fairs, galleries or anyone else working in this market, not only work with, uh, or can only, not only put all their, their efforts into online solutions, it needs to be hybrid models where the online strategy is, is of course um, something that, that um, is, is very much uh, in, how can you align with, the, with the, the, the normal strategy as such. So that's very important because otherwise you will compare and expect something that happens in real life to happen online, but the online market is still developing and it's not the same platforms. It's two different platforms and that's important, really important to understand. Right, right. I wonder, can you say anything about um, what sort of possibilities there will be to display multimedia installations, video? I mean, sometimes fairs allow, you know, you can go into a darkened room and see multimedia works where the, where the um, you know, the film projector or whatever it is, is part of it. Yeah. Is that the kind of thing that's going to be maybe too difficult to do in an online fair like this? And I also wonder, what about simply sculptural work? I mean, the, the preview that you gave us just seemed to have dummy paintings. And I'll I wonder... take this first from, from the layman's perspective. Um, so <laughs> no, none of those things are impossible. The technology that's being developed can do all of that. Um, for the first edition, we will not have 
you know, scrimmed rooms that are, that are blacked out with black walls or anything else. We absolutely will have the possibility of doing that moving forward. Again, because this is the first edition, we are keeping it simple. We do have three-dimensional sculptures in the first edition though. And I think that is really key because the technology that's been developed here really does allow for, again, as close as you can possibly imagine in a VR experience to experience a sculpture. You can crouch down to look down low at it. You know, you can look up at it. You can jump up and down if you so choose. Um, th those possibilities nice, nice. already exist and will exist in the first edition. I do yeah. like to jump up and down whenever I go Who to an art fair. So that's good. <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, Sean but, Kelly, you know, we were talking about this when we had our, uh, our little chat previously, but Sean Kelly actually talked about how there has to be some silver lining to be to being forced to do fairs online for now. And so he actually brought like 30 foot tall Kehinde Wiley sculptures to an art fair that would have been, you know, prohibitively expensive uh, yeah. to bring to, to bring to a physical art fair. So we, we yeah. can, uh, we can take some comfort in that at least. Yeah, I mean, I, to your so, point, I do, I agree. I mean, obviously this is a, a horrible time globally and, and, and there's a, you know, it's, it's terrible, but there are good things that can come out of this. And I think that, you know, it forces you to adapt and it forces you to step back and evaluate things differently. So we have a couple of technical questions. I don't know how much into the weeds we want to get on tech, but Mattis, <laughs> uh, a couple of people are asking like, what kind of scanning and photogrammetry is needed for the sculptures, if I said that word correctly. And then uh, a similar question about what platforms and programs were used for 3D modeling of the space. Great. Um, so to, to, to your first question, so adding sculptures to, to, to these spaces are, of course, an important element. So it's done in two ways. Um, if, if it's simple enough, uh, it can be rendered uh, with, uh, by a 3D artist that works uh, with, um, with high quality pictures of, of uh, the sculptures and render it digitally. Uh, and then it's, they can actually get uh, at least 99% close to, to, to the, the real sculpture. That's one way of doing it. If it's more, a more complex one, and if you want to be uh, sure about the full, um, um, that it's 100% it's, it's, it's to, to the real one, you can add that to the, uh, to the scene. So that's, that's just the short answer on, on, on that part. I don't want to come into what, what kind of technology it's built upon, but it's basically, we're using gaming uh, technologies. So something you use for, you know, PlayStation uh, and those kind of games or uh, your game on your phone. Um, and, and that's the use that is behind this. All right, I wonder, do we have any more questions? Um, while we wait for any further yep. questions to come in, Jeff, I had asked you about your conversations with dealers. I wonder, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure collectors would feel like they're happy to have whatever opportunity to engage with dealers and with artwork as they can, but I wonder if the conversations with collectors were different about what they feel like they can get out of this or what they might want out of this in particular, any different? Um, so I would, I, I, I unfortunately would defer to Emily a little bit more for that because she's speaking with the collectors on a daily basis. With the collectors that I've spoken to, especially in the beginning when we were really sort of, you know, playing around with this conceptually a long time ago, um, is that again, if, if the experience is 
in, in such a way that they can view the work, the work feels and looks accurate to scale and the experience is, is good um, or, or great or, or better than, then, then they're very excited about it. I mean, again, we've seen already the market adapt to online and, you know, I think everybody's doing a great job at, at getting online and trying to get things to, to work. But I do feel very confident right now that we have really the best, you know, product out there in terms of technology and user experience. So to that end, I think people are going to be really excited by what they see and, and, and really taken aback by really how engaging this process can be and how it, it you, you know, I mean, as everybody who's on the, the, the panel, or not the panel, but in this discussion saw with the brief glimpse of the technology, you're there, you're in the space, you're, you know, you're moving through the space, you can interact with the space, you can interact in real time with the galleries. It's, there, there's, a, there's a lot to this. It's, it's complex and, and exciting. So I know Mattis already partly answered this question when just pointing out that you can simply navigate it with the uh, arrow buttons on your keyboard, but someone is asking, what device do I need to visit it? So plainly, like, a regular old computer can do, but uh, could I put on my VR headset and, and navigate the fair that way also? So what, what we have done is to optimize for, for seeing it on a, on a distance. So you want a big enough screen for, really, uh, for, for you to be able to, to, to see this. It will also be available on mobile, uh, of course, but, but the, it, it's really an experience for, for a desktop. And what we have also chosen to do in the first version is to focus on that part. The VR glass is something that can be added on later on, but it's, it's like less than 1%. We'll be able to use that. Uh, oh, Matt, it's you're, you're, you you're cutting out there for a minute. If maybe we okay. could, yeah. Can, can you hear me again, guys? Try, try again you, now, yeah. I'll try again, all right. So we have optimized for, for, for desktop view because that's where the most uh, um, uh, viewers will be and the visitors will be. And it's, it's, it's really an experience that needs a bigger screen than the mobile often. But of course, you're also able to, to see it on, on, on the mobile. Uh, the VR glasses is something that will come later on because we've chosen to say that, well, we need 99% of the people to be able to visit the course. And it's very, very few people that have uh, the glasses available. Um, so, so that's something that will, will be, be added in the future for sure. Okay. So I know you mentioned this already a little bit, and I don't know if you want to um, get into specifics while things are still under development, but we do have a questioner saying, how does the platform facilitate face-to-face uh, -face conversations with collectors as they encounter works in the booth? Is there an interactive aspect, aspect that allows private client-to-dealer video chat? Yeah. So this is one of the things that Jeff and I have been discussing the, the whole time. Uh, something where uh, the technology for adding a video call automatically within the space is not ready yet. Um, but what you can do at this given point is that you're able to touch with the uh, gallery um, license right away uh, and, and arrange right away if it should be a call, if it should be a, through an email conversation or a text message in a conversation. And that can happen while you're there. So I think that's the first step towards it. I think that we need to remember that getting this out is, is important uh, to do in a very simple way so that we can actually develop the things as this, the right way with the stakeholders after the first, uh, first because this kind of solutions requires it requires uh, us to push the technology 
uh, to a, a, a level where no market has actually put in the market. We are also making it available on, on you know, our, our phones and desktops, which is basically not that powerful machines compared to the other ones. So we need to find a good balance between all of those things. Um, and it's basically everything will be possible. We will be able to build avatars, have a, a real life face-to-face -face conversation with people who looks like ourselves in the future. The question is when uh, the technologies, but also when we are ready with it uh, or yeah. to use it and to understand it. And, and, and we're, we've structurally through our strategy and, and the tech that's being developed, we're moving in that direction. So that is part of the long-term plan. And, and to sort of add a little bit more to what Matt has said, Brian, let's just hypothetically say that you own the gallery. I walk into the gallery. There will be a picture of you that says, with, with a little you know, chat box that says, hi, my name is Brian. I'm the owner. I'm the director of the gallery. How can I help you? And then the collector communicates and you say, do you want to speak via text, phone, or email? The collector then puts that information in and then you are in real time with that person. Oh, great. I appreciate it. I just got a promotion. <laughs> 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 I didn't realize you were opening a gallery. Congratulations. <laughs> um, all right. Well, what if we, um, what if we, what else should, should we be talking about you guys? Let's see where, where um, we've answered all our open questions for the moment. What else are we excited about? I think we're like, for instance, what, what we're doing right now it, to me. So one of the, one of the hallmarks of untitled is it's programming. Brian, you've been a part of this. You've been a writer in residence. We believe very strongly in, you know, having a great fair, but also having a lot of great supplemental content that goes along with it. And so doing something like this and, and the other um, panel discussions and, and, and curated walkthroughs and, and all of those things that we will do leading up to and during the fair, I think are really important. Because again, I think it's very easy to, you know, this concept of even with viewing rooms, like we'll just put it online you know, and see what happens. And the idea is we're really trying to structure this as a fair. It starts, it ends. There are, you know, times throughout the day where you can be somewhere to see something, engage with other people, listen to panelists. I think that's really important. And I'm, I'm very excited about that component of this. So this being the first thing to kick it off is, is pretty cool. Okay, so programming leading up to the fair and then programming during the fair also. Is that yep. right? Okay. Yes. So once again, I'm Emily Cunahan. I'm the head of uh, collector and institutional development with Untitled Art. And um, I just wanted to thank you, Brian, so much for joining us to talk um, about Untitled Art Online powered by Artland. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Mattis. Um, I think this was a great conversation and a great way to um, kick off the programming series as Jeff mentioned. We have some great other programs coming up um, starting this Friday. Um, with a wonderful conversation and you can visit untitled.artland.com to view the program schedule and register there. Um, so and, and check this out, uh, you know, follow us on, on Instagram and, and, and Facebook as well, where you can see more content. Um, yeah, sorry. And Friday, Friday is the importance of black owned galleries and art spaces, right? Friday is the importance of galleries and art spaces. And that's um, with um, Genesis Tremaine, who's uh, an amazingly talented artist from, based in Brooklyn, and we are uh, an 
working with Fiden and Artspace, um, we have they have produced a benefit print with Genesis Tremaine um, to support programming at NIFA, um, NIFA's artist grants. And so that conversation will be with Genesis Tremaine and um, Richard Beavers, who has a gallery in Brooklyn, um, and Mikhail Solomon, who's the founder of Prism Art Fair. And it's moderated by Donna Marie Baptiste. Um, so that'll be a really interesting and timely conversation on Friday. And then we have some great programs the following week as well. So please do register. And they will also be uh, streaming live on Facebook, um, on our Facebook page. If you um, don't join the Zoom, you can also view there. And they'll also be archived on our program page um, on untitled.artland.com in case you want to watch the recording later. So. Um, um, and to everybody out there, this is this is kind of interesting. I've never done this before like this. We don't know who's out there, but everybody that is, thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> so much. It's, my, it's my first time too. Hello, everybody out there. Thank you for joining us. We just had one last question that I think it's good to answer. Um, will this be a web-based or we do we need to download an, an app? And this will be available to download. The, the um, fair will be available to download. You can, um, which we do encourage people to do because then you can um, have everything running um, at optimal speed and smoothness without relying um, on any glitches in your internet connection. Um, so if you choose to download it, that's an optimal way to view the fair. So that is available to do from the website, um, but you can also view it online. So thanks again, everyone, for joining us. And we hope that you'll join us for the next program. And we'll uh, see you soon. Thanks, everybody. All right.